You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Chicago Bears are officially at Hallis Hall for training camp. That means we are excited, fired up, and ready to go for Justin Fields and Andy Dalton taking the practice field. Sean Desai's new defense getting back out there and so much more. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnBears. You can like LockedOnBears on Facebook. Join the LockedOnBears Facebook group. And subscribe to LockedOnBears on YouTube to keep up with all of our video podcasts coming your way as well. On the show today, we hear from Bears head coach Matt Nagy and general manager Ryan Pace kicking things up for training camp at Hallis Hall. Not Bourbon A, but we'll get some insight on Justin Fields' progress, what they were looking for from him from between OTAs and now, and how that evaluation will continue moving forward. We'll touch base on new defensive coordinator Sean Desai, how we should expect him to handle things during this training camp and preseason, what the Bears are looking for from him, and how we might see that manifest itself on the field. And then we'll wrap up with a check-in on the Bears' vaccination rates. All of a sudden, it's going to be a competitive advantage to have your team more vaccinated than your opponent. So the Bears talk about a little bit of their process and where things stand in those efforts thus far. But we have to start with the quarterbacks. It's what everyone's excited to see at training camp here. Justin Fields ready to light it up in front of Bears fans. And, you know, looking around and seeing some of the Bears aggregation sites trying to make a story out of nothing here with Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace's quotes on Justin Fields in this quarterback competition. All of a sudden, you know, Nagy's not ruling out. I mean, he didn't, he didn't say that. People are looking for quotes that aren't there, reading in between the lines to find things that aren't there. Nothing is overall changed in how the Bears are approaching the quarterback situation, but we did get a good update on what this team is looking for from Justin and how he has progressed from this offseason up to this point, and then how that will work once we get to the preseason games here in just a few weeks. Coach, I know you sent your quarterbacks away with some homework um, yeah. in the camp. Um, you talked about with Justin, you know, re sort of rehearsing those calls into a, a phone and sending them to you guys, and I'm assuming the same for Andy. Can you give us some specifics on how that went and where they're at as you get started tomorrow? On the sure, absolutely. I think uh, Coach Flip did a wonderful job this offseason of giving them those homework assignments as to um, making sure that they're really studying what we did in OTAs, uh, specifically for Justin being able to, as you all know, you've heard me talk about it, is making sure that he can uh, you know, get through a huddle call the right way, get to the line of scrimmage the right way, call the play and make plays. Uh, what I can tell you now that we've had three days of being together uh, in, in rookie camp is it was I was really impressed with the way that Justin came back from OTAs until these last three days of in and out of the huddle and seeing things. You, you could see he did his homework. Uh, with, the quarter, with, with Nick and with Andy, same thing. They weren't in here today for practice, but they were the last two. Again, just having those couple months of OTAs and being here, um, you can see coming back, things are just a, little, a lot crisper, you know, and, and that part I love. How much of the plan for Justin is 
perhaps a, a test of your patience as well as you try to be patient, but also temper your excitement with everything he's doing? Yeah, that, I think that's a really, really good question in the fact because there is, there is excitement. We understand who he is and what he can do, but you, we have to have a little bit of patience too with how we do it. Um, the, the, the best part of all of this is that there's a lot of open communication that goes on amongst us as coaches and those three quarterbacks. We're very open with each other. So we talk about how things are going to go. We talk about what the expectations are in that room. We talk about um, you know, how we want to see their growth. As coaches, all of those guys, we want to be able to see this offense get better. And however that happens, we're challenging all three of those quarterbacks to be the best that they can be so that that can help our offense be better. Matt, as you wrestle with what preseason games can be for you, and you've wrestled with this over the last couple of years, I think, um, what, how do those factor into the plan for Justin in these first couple of months? Do you expect to test him out a lot in those games or what? Yeah, I, I think, Jason, that um, as you all know, I've gone kind of back and forth the one year. Uh, was very more conservative um, than I was going to be more aggressive. It didn't happen. Uh, my mindset has shifted more towards the aggressiveness this year with preseason. I mean, one thing I took away from all of this is that, you know, being able to evaluate players, the preseason is real. You have real tackling. You have uh, real situations. It's hard in these other times in the offseason to evaluate talent. So, um I think right now, too, if our definition of where we're at right now is competition, which was what we believe, and the only way to sort that competition out is being able to, to do that in preseason games. So that's everybody. When you get specifically to the quarterback and to Justin, uh, again, we're excited to see what he can do in real situations. And that's a part of the evaluation process that you all keep hearing me talk about is we'll know and we'll see it. And it's uh, – you know, so in preseason, he's going to get a healthy amount of reps, and we're going to be able to see what he can do. Uh, but at the same point in time, uh, Andy needs that too. You know, this is his first time here in this offense and working with these players and timing. So we got to be delicate with the balance of how we do it. Uh, but it's there's going to be um, plenty of reps to go around for those guys. Matt, you're saying there's going to be plenty of reps for Justin Fields in preseason games. What if he goes out and just crushes it? Is there anything he That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Could he convince you with, if he's getting lots of reps and playing really well, could he convince you he's the right guy to start? Or is that him? There's, there's, for, for Justin, for Andy, for Nick, their, their job is to go into this thing and do exactly what you just said, is just dominate. And then for all of us to make it as hard as you possibly can at every position. And so we don't even get into to that part of it. We just say, listen, go play ball, be the best you can be. And trust me, just like everybody in here in our city, I want Justin Fields to be electric. That's what, that's what we all want. But, um, you know, for us, we're worried about today. That's all we can. And you all saw that, that Giannis, that little quote he said. I mean, that's going up in all four of my kids' bedrooms. Because we can't worry about the past, you can't worry about the future. We're going to worry about right now, today. That's all we can do. So that that kind of falls into what you're asking. It seems like a very healthy mindset for the Bears as far as how they're approaching this quarterback competition. But you can see where it again is nothing is really set in stone in the short to mid to long term future there in terms of how they handle this moving forward. But it's very much one day at a time focused. Very much going to just see how it goes along the way. But the plan still remains. Andy Dalton starts week one. Justin Fields starts as the backup. And nothing Ryan Pace or Matt Nagy said yesterday changes that for now.
In the meantime, we'll be excited to see what the new Bears defensive coordinator, Sean Desai, is going to do at training camp. We finally got to know him a little bit more and find a little bit more of what the Bears are expecting from their young and really well-received new coach. We'll hear their comments on what this defense might look like, plus some updates on a few players we've got our eyes on next on Locked on Bears. This episode of Locked on Bears brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. They just keep adding more and more ways to play and win this offseason with some big prop bets on all your favorite Bears players. They, they've added now over-unders for receiving totals. So over-under 1,100 yards for Allen Robinson. Over under four touchdowns for Darnell Mooney. You also have Jimmy Graham's touchdowns in there. You've got Khalil Mack over under nine and a half sacks for this upcoming season. So many different ways to play and win at betonline.ag. It's why it's the number one place we trust and the number one place we recommend. Sign up today for a free account and enter our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your free 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline. Your online sportsbook experts. So far, it seems like the sportsbooks aren't banking on any kind of miraculous turnaround from this Bears defense. Not that they have to do something crazier that they were terrible last season by any means. They, they still have this baseline level of success and expectations with a lot of the same guys coming back. But clearly, there's a feeling around the team that the new defensive coordinator, Sean Desai, is going to be the one to come in and get a little bit back toward more the Vic Fangio style of defense as opposed to some of the things Chuck Pagano was doing a little bit differently. Not that it's going to look completely different in any way, but it's some some minor tweaks and some minor changes there. And, you know, now a younger voice in the room, someone who's been around this organization even before Matt Nagy, even before John Fox. I mean, he has really been a part of this team through and through and grown up in this organization and has really gotten to know a lot of these players as well. So the Bears very impressed by decides why they made him the defensive coordinator, but also I think they're seeing him really sort of grow into this defensive coordinator role. It's not something he's going to step in on day one and be an expert at, but it doesn't sound like he's the type of guy who's going to lose any perspective along the way either. Right? He knows that he'll be learning in it as a coach and that the players are going to kind of be along for the ride with him and that there might be some ups and downs and some back and forth there. But clearly, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy have the utmost confidence in him based on the way they talked about him at their press conference to start training camp. Ryan, you've gotten to know Sean since you've been here. I'm curious what you see in this new role for him. Uh, his strengths are as a coordinator and what gives you confidence in his ability to, to kind of unify the group. I'm so excited for him, Dan, and just and like proud of him and the path that he's taken and the time that he's by. And he's a, he's highly intelligent, you know that. He's really creative with what we do on defense. He communicates really well with the players. His one of his greatest strengths is he's extremely organized. Like the details, and he's organized. I can feel that in personnel meetings. I can feel that through the draft. Um, so just his intelligence and his organization skills. Um, and then just some of the creative things that, that he's going to bring because he's such a bright mind, such a bright young mind. Uh, he can relate to everyone, all the all the staff, 
veteran players, young players. So he's he's a really really good young coach. You believed very strongly in him when he when they were together. Do you see his influence in Sean in some ways? The fingerprints, the, the, the things that Vic did that that Sean has adapted. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and I'll joke with Sean about that. He'll say something and it'll sound just like Vic, you know. But yeah, definitely. And I think that's a really good thing. And they still talk, and that's a mentor for him that I think we all have in this league. And that's been a really good one for Sean. Right. A lot of your focus is obviously going to be on offense, but what would be a successful training camp for your defense? What do you want to see from that side of the ball for the next six weeks? A ton of of takeaways and turnovers, just a ton of them. Like everywhere you look, I want that ball coming out. I want fumbles, interceptions, uh, tip passes. I mean, like when they go to bed at night, just think about intercepting the football, you know, stripping that football, be like crazy about it. Everywhere you go, like, we, we have to get takeaways this year. And I think we got a lot of guys that are ready for it. I know Sean, Coach Desai, is really excited to do some emphasis drills with that. And, um, but it's, it's, uh, we went through that a few years ago, and you could see what that can do. I mean, that can really help out. So, but we, got, we as coaches, we got to talk about it. You can't just go out and expect it to happen. So that's what I know Sean has a plan for. That's part of why... New defensive coordinator Sean Desai is in such an important position. Again, that video courtesy of the Chicago Bears with their press conferences yesterday. But we think back to that Vic Fangio defense and how free and aggressive so many of those players, especially on the back end, were able to play to set up Kyle Fuller for all those interceptions, for Eddie Jackson to make all the plays he did and have such a strong season. And that requires the group up front being more effective in their pass rush. It requires the group on the back end really being comfortable in their roles in coverage and you know, if the cornerbacks underneath can hold up, then the safeties on the back end can really play over the top and go after the ball as opposed to having to be more of like a pure safety net and you know deep coverage type responsibilities. If the pass rush can force the quarterback to get rid of the ball a little bit quicker, maybe the throws are a little less accurate, a little less on target, a little bit rushed. Or if the coverage can hold up a little bit longer, there's more time for Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn and company to get to the quarterback to maybe force a fumble or you know force some kind of poor decision in that regard. We heard Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace also talked about Khalil Mack a little bit. I'm not going to play the, the full clip for you there, but some, some acknowledgement that, yes, the defense can do a little bit more to help him, knowing that opposing offenses are putting such an emphasis on stopping him and that every opposing offensive coordinator is always paying attention to where Khalil Mack is. And Nagy expressed some desire to maybe get a little bit more creative defensively and to mix some things up with where pass rushers are coming from. That doesn't mean blitzing a lot, but it does mean more stunting and maybe different alignments and different pass rushers coming in in different situations to try and just do some more different things as opposed to just lining up your four guys and rushing. Like maybe we saw a little bit too much under the previous defensive coordinator. Sounds like Robert Quinn is healthy and and ready to go. He he wasn't really participating in earlier portions of the offseason program and wasn't sure, you know, if he was kind of lingering and banged up stuff from last season and kind of getting fresh and 100%. Sounds like he is back and ready to go. Eddie Goldman back in the building, seemingly ready to go. And they were talking about trying to just kind of get all these pieces back together and, and really unleash what this full defense can do. Plus, some of the new guys in there as well. Ryan Pace express, expressing full confidence in new cornerback Desmond Trufant had kind of a down year with the Lions last year. A lot of soft tissue injuries is what Ryan Pace called it, but they think he still has a lot in the tank. Pretty big ringing endorsement of him, but also leaving the door open for Kendall Vildor to compete at cornerback. And him saying, yeah, that's an open competition. Those guys are both going to be able to compete to be the starters, and it'll be fun to see who might get that done. And also, Danny Trevathan 
apparently coming into training camp in great shape. Kind of started last season a bit slow, kind of lost and maybe not quite up to 100% at the beginning of that season. But Ryan Pace said a little more of a normal offseason seems to be in a very good spot for him. But it sounds like all those older veterans like Mack and Trufant and, and Trevathan, they're going to take very slow in training camp, and they're not going to overdo it, and they're going to sit out a lot of practices and or maybe you know, limit it at a lot of practices just because they don't need to be out there going 100% all the time like some of the younger guys that could definitely use more of those reps and are going to be fighting for more of their spots and their job. So it's going to be so many different things to watch, but I'm particularly curious to see what this team's vaccination rate looks like by the time we get to the regular season because all of a sudden the league has these very restrictive protocols for players that are unvaccinated and you can potentially forfeit games if you're unvaccinated players test positive and then have to miss games and those just go down as a loss on your schedule. So all of a sudden it matters a whole lot how much the Bears are vaccinated and we'll get an update on their vaccination rate and how the team is handling that messaging and going through that whole process with their team next on Locked On Bears. Today's episode brought to you by BuiltBar.com, the makers of the world's best tasting protein bars. I'm telling you, they are as good as they sound. I eat one every single day and I really have to limit myself to just one a day because they taste so good, but they're also really good for you. And I, I just, I don't want to overdo it. I'll blow through them way, way, way too fast. They're all covered in 100% real chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. And they come in a bunch of delicious flavors. But most importantly, low calories, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. I'm telling you, it's a candy bar taste with a protein bar nutrients. I love salted caramel flavor. To me, it tastes like a healthy Milky Way, but I've also got a box of coconut and a box of strawberry up in my pantry right now. Cookies and cream, definitely a sleeper flavor, but they can send you a whole mixed box that has all the flavors in it so you can try every single one for yourself. I have, and trust me, they're all good. You are guaranteed to find multiple flavors you love. Head on over to BuiltBar.com and enter our promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. I know we come to sports and the Bears and this podcast for an escape from a lot of what's going on in the world around us. And so I, I try not to get too heavy in... COVID-19 vaccination rates with our football because it's, you know, we, we want to watch football, right? I mean, we want to watch this team and we want to have fun with this team and sort of put the rest of the world aside. But these two worlds have collided too closely. And so we're going to take a little bit time for today and then we'll leave it alone again for a while until it becomes a problem some other time down the line. But it is, it's critically important and it's, it's a competitive issue at this point for how good the Bears can be can also be influenced by how well they are vaccinating their players. And so it's kind of this back and forth where a lot of players don't want to be forthcoming with their vaccination status, but the team has all of its coaches vaccinated. I mean, there's even more restrictive for them if, if they're not able to be on the field out with their teammates. It's definitely something that they need to get done out there. But the players is a little bit more of a, a back and forth thing. Everything we've heard, at least from Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace now opening training camp, is that the Bears' vaccination rate is trending in the right direction, but they do still have to go a little bit further. Do you guys have an idea, um, Ryan, as far as how many players are going to be vaccinated? 
and, and the plan you're going to put in place to, to monitor all that? Yeah, Jeff, we feel really good about it. The, the way it's gone, uh, the way it's trending, you know, our staff has done an awesome job, starting with Matt, communicating with our players, educating our players. So we feel good about that 85% number. I know that gets brought up a lot. And uh, just the direction that's heading. So we feel good about it. Are you at 85% yet? I believe we are right now. Yeah, there's there's some coming in right now as we speak, but we feel pretty confident with that. Yes. Matt, with, your, with your players who are not vaccinated, what is your role? Do you try to encourage them to get vaccinated? Do you do you or did you back off at some point? No, I think what we did, Pat, is we um, we really went through this process and, and lived by the encourage and educate, you know, and try to let them understand the why part. If they understand the why part then it's their choice, it's their opinion. And as we all see, everyone has different opinions on what they want to do. But if we just tell them, hey, listen, you know, for these different reasons, it can be a lot more convenient, you know, from the football world. And for these reasons, it can be really good for you health-wise. And then they got to make their decision, and that's kind of what we've done. Just in terms of having to get tested every day happen, when you talk about convenience, that's what you mean, having to wear your mask in the building. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really everything that everybody went through last year in 2020 we were all a little bit inconvenienced because we had to. Uh, now with the new rules, if you get vaccinated, it, it, it's different. And so it, it is a little, quote unquote, easier for you if you are vaccinated. But there's so many different things that go into it. And we just, hey, listen, uh, you know, educate them and then they make their, their own decision. So the NFL not forcing players to get vaccinated. The Bears not forcing their players to get vaccinated, but doing everything they can to encourage that and provide all of the the best possible information for those players to make their decisions. Because clearly, I mean, given all the money they pour into the house hall and the organization and players' contracts, right, they have access to the top doctors. I mean, the top medical information possible to be able to make those decisions for themselves. And really, I mean, if you look at the, the vast majority of people and all the science and all the doctors and everything that established medical professionals have said, if any Bears player that's a person with relatively normal health conditions, there's absolutely no reason not to get the vaccine in addition to all of the reasons to get the vaccine. Obviously, some players will have extenuating circumstances and each one's situation can be slightly different. And I'm, I'm certainly willing to allow for exceptions. But generally speaking, there are very few players on the roster that will have a very strong, legitimate, medically backed reason not to get vaccinated. And so then it becomes a competitive advantage issue. And teams around the NFL, there's this expectation that if if there's a roster bubble decision and one player is vaccinated and one player is not, they're going to cut the unvaccinated player because then they don't have to deal with all the different protocol that follows will risk potentially forfeiting games if that unvaccinated player tests positive and creates an outbreak on their team. The problem, as I see it right now, is that the Bears players that aren't vaccinated yet really missed the best window to get their vaccine in the previous couple of months here since OTAs. Because unless they're getting the the one dose Johnson and Johnson shot, the other doses require multiple weeks in between. It's like we've heard some players or this idea around some players, like especially in basketball, where they don't want to get the vaccine during the season because they don't want to have any temporarily, you know, temporary health side effects. Like some people, you know, get a, a 24 hours of a couple of symptoms here and there after they take the second dose and then you're fine and nothing, nothing lingers. But some players, right, don't even want to have to deal with that as they're in the middle of a season or whatever. So the last couple, like month and a half here was the perfect window. If you're an NFL player, you're done with practices, training camp's not for a while, 
get your two doses or even just your one dose Johnson & Johnson and be ready to go for training camp. Like that was really the perfect window because from here on out, you've got football, you know, for the next, what, six months, including playoffs, you know, once you start going beyond that season. So that that's kind of the challenge that I see here is that it's, you can still get vaccinated and they should still get vaccinated if they're not yet. But if if they were worried about their bodies or whatever, that that was the window to get through whatever temporary side effects you might get from the vaccine. And that, you know, it's still, it's still not too late. Now is still the time to do it. And the Bears are better off with the more players they can get vaccinated as you move ahead into this regular season. But good to hear that they're, you know, they're at that 85% number and likely still pushing over the top to try and get closer and closer to 100%. I don't think 100% is a perfectly realistic expectation. There's always going to be outliers and, and maybe very valid outliers with good reasons that we, you know, we just won't be privy to because some of that is protected information. But it's important to know, too, that it is not a violation of any law to ask players if they are vaccinated. HIPAA prevents medical people from giving away your medical information, but it doesn't stop anybody from asking you and certainly gives you the right to share anything you would like to share from a, a player's perspective. So we'll keep hearing that question over and over for players as they're interviewed during training camp. One thing to note, vaccinated players don't have to wear their mask when they're doing a press conference. And so if you see a player doing a press conference without a mask, you'll know that they're vaccinated or violating the NFL's rules, or which most likely means they're vaccinated and not intentionally violating the NFL's rules. So that'll be one little peek behind the curtain as we move forward into training camp. I promise we will keep the COVID-19 and the vaccination talk to an absolute minimum unless it becomes a problem for the team at some point during the season. We'll stick to all of your daily Bears talk. That's why you should subscribe to the Locked on Bears podcast to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. We're keeping things rolling here. Now we'll have training camp practices with updates, injury updates, competitions, and so much more. So I hope you'll keep following along and stick with us all throughout the preseason and regular season. I really appreciate everyone who's been a part of the offseason for us. It was a long time to go without Bears football, but we have made it back, and I'm excited to keep chugging forward with you. If you're if Also, check out on the Lockdown Podcast Network before we wrap up here. We are doing a live NBA draft show coming up on the 29th. We'll have Chad Ford, the NBA insider, plus all of our Lockdown Podcast Network hosts breaking down all things NBA draft, so make sure you go and check that out when you're done checking out the Lockdown Bears podcast, and more importantly, when you're absolutely sure that you're done and ready to bear down.